Hello and welcome to City Press, an international friendly. Joining me to talk about the upcoming game against FC Dallas is Nathan Halley. Hello. Any changes to your life, body, etc.? No, but I did want to talk to you about why you've stopped calling it the St. Louis City Press and just called it the City Press. Too long a name. I think it's too long. We need to get something shorter, catchier. We can get into it. I'll need to update the socials. Drew Wolfson. Buongiorno, Filipesa. <laughs> Patrick Stark. <laughs> Hello, I'm feeling much better today. Excellent. Chris Hoff, our man from Hanoi. How are you? Good morning from the future. So I have an omissions and correction segment. Oh, sure. About 30 seconds ago, I lied. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and said I didn't have any body modifications. In fact, last week I got a haircut. I went to a salon for the first time in like a year. It was great. They do a much better job than I do with the buzzer thing I bought during the pandemic. Looks nice. Uh, secondly, I, I had mentioned on the previous pod that I have, was planning on getting the city logo uh, permanently emblazoned on my back and was maybe rethinking it after the disappointment of last week. But yeah, I'm terrified of phone calls and I've had to make a phone call to reschedule or cancel it. Plus, they had taken $100 that they would have kept if I had canceled so I went through with it, got it done today, left work, didn't tell anyone where I was going, just said I had an appointment, came back to work two hours later, new ink on my back. I can't see it, which is a bummer, but I saw a picture and it looks great. It looks great, guys and gals. City Red is a hard color to get. I think they did a good job. Commendable. Yeah, so my back hurts like hell. Uh, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Filled up my arms, now I've moved on to my back. And we'll keep going. So my, I think I had mentioned that my... A tattoo artist uh, did a tattoo on what I believe we're now calling Celio. Oh, some of us have always been calling him that. Our man from Hanoi on top of things. Player pronunciation, actually kind of a weak point of this podcast. I mean, it's a work in progress. We're going to get better. So last thing on the, the tattoo thing, he suggested that I get the players to sign my arm, or I guess not my arms, but sign a part of my body, and then immediately go in and get that signature tattooed on my body. He says his dad does that with race car drivers and suggested I do that with the soccer team. And I think I will not do that. That's a step too far. We can all agree. I think it's like four steps too far. It's a lot of steps too far. But my hope is that if I ever meet Celio, I have something to talk about. There you go. There's a upcoming Meet the Players event. Maybe he'll be there. Seems like a friendly guy. There was an interview, Post-Dispatch published an interview with Celio. Pretty fun. Yeah, and it's on my birthday, so feels like our man on the inside should be able to coordinate me meeting him. Is Celio now your favorite player? He has been, actually, since last year. Oh. Uh, I really liked him on City 2. I think the first game I went to, I texted the, the group and said, that guy's making the team, right? This will be an interesting week for Celio. So let's get into it. We have a, a Saturday game against FC Dallas. We have a Tuesday game against Chicago Fire in the Open Cup. Future Tuesday, not... Two days ago. Correct. I would almost expect that Celio gets held back for the Tuesday game, but I don't know. We don't, you know, we're still down Klaus. So what do we think? Uh, I think that Klaus will be back for the Tuesday game. So you let Celio run wild on Saturday against Dallas. I don't think you have many other options, do you? There was also a tweet from Carnell, Carnell Knowledge saying that uh, he felt compelled to play the hot hand or something, seeming to suggest maybe Celio and Ostrak. Ostrak. Man, we are bad at this, aren't we? We being Nathan, uh, Phil, Drew, and Patrick. Thank you. So yeah, Celio and Ostrak, maybe they get the start. Wait, how did we How did we get that out of hot hand? 
He scored. Because they scored the goal. Got it. Got it. Also, corrections and omissions. It's the backup goalkeeper is Ben Lunt, which in my head I merged into Bunt, like a Bunt cake, but it's not that. His last name is Lunt, L-U-N-D-T. So I, I definitely went along with you when you said <laughs> Bunt cake, but I totally knew what it was, and I thought you did as well. I thought this, <laughs> no, was, a, no, I, I thought this was a clever nickname, and I'm oh. all for it. No, no, no. I was an idiot, and you went with me, which made me that much more confident. Now, can we call him Ben Buntcake? Or I think just we Buntcake? can. We can, but I need to acknowledge that at the time, I was confused. I don't think you had to acknowledge that. If you want to bury your soul on the on the pod. It's the only reason I come here. Be my guest. <laughs> All right, so maybe we see Ostrock and Celio up front. Uh, do you think, does that mean Nico gets does not get the start? Is that what you're telling me, Pat? I hear... I, in my my projected lineup, should I tell? Are we just doing this now? We're just doing it now. Oh, is this, we're doing is this, it. A, is this a segment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you show us? Hold it. Hold it up to the. Hold it up to the camera so we can see it while you're talking. I I will do that for our listeners. Yes. Our back line: Nelson, Bartlett, Hebert, Watts. Oh, now interestingly, uh, Nelson and Bartlett both played for FC Dallas. Fun fact. And we have gotten really good returns out of our players who came from other clubs when they play their parent, their former clubs. Yeah, great call. There you go. Uh, we didn't get much out of Aziel Jackson for Minnesota against Minnesota. Unfortunately, I was hoping for that. He only came on late, and as I believe I mentioned, I he he certainly raised the level of energy during that game. He he's great. He had great shoes on midfield. Pat in the midfield, Stroud, Leuven. And this is where it gets interesting, and I think the Tuesday game starts to run into things. Because I'm thinking we're going 4-3-3, and our right midfielder, either Jackson or Vasilev. This is insane. So who's up front? This is insane. <laughs> who's up front? Let me guess. Up front. You know Alm? it. No. Boy, no, he doesn't have Alm. He has Ostrak, Celio, Nico. Yes! That's You're sitting on the Alm? lineup. I'm well. Okay, injury report. Alm is potentially out. What makes you say that? You got some inside news from Tim Tomerman. Tim Tomerman, Twitter. Uh, he missed a practice. He missed a practice that I was at. I believe that's called Twim Tomerman. Yeah, I was. I was literally at the field watching the practice. I felt like a creep. But were you just like standing outside the fence? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I was standing on the street with my wife, Helen. She was there. Uh, that made it uh, maybe a little less creepy. But but so, like, I'm standing right outside the fence. Nerwinski, who I guess had a bruise on his foot, was just running laps. So every, you know, 45 seconds, he would run right past us. Very strange. Slap him five? Did not. Tried to avoid contact. What else can you report? Well, I can report what Tom Timmerman. I believe his name is Tim Timmerman. What he posted on his Twitter, which was that at the practice that I was at, it's hard to identify some of the players by face, you know? <laughs> what about by body? Do you have prosopagnosia or face blindness? <laughs> if only they had giant names written on their back. <laughs> they don't right? in practice. I know they don't in practice. I'm sorry. I just had it needed to be said. Okay. But in Phil's defense, he also, when they have giant names on their back, is not great at picking them out. Look, I want you to go look at pictures of Alm and Nelson. And I want you to tell me that you would clearly be able to, from across a soccer field, through a fence. Tell it's my difference. understanding that one of them has facial hair and one of them doesn't. 
that can change, you know? Baum is a beautiful man, and I don't think Nelson is, so I could pick him out. And are you talking about Nelson or Nilsson? You mean Jensen? Oh, God. Can we cut this whole thing? Yes. <laughs> All right, so Patrick, Patrick wants to drop... Tim Parker and Jake Nerwinski, who I believe have played every single game, or Tim Parker missed one game earlier. I didn't even catch. Did you? Did you not have Parker in your lineup? I did not. He dropped. He he had Bartlett and he had Watts in the back. Yes. Do you think we're going hard at the Open Cup or something? Yeah. We are not. That is wrong. We should. I agree. But the game to do that is the second game against Chicago, not this game against Dallas, because Dallas is in our conference and Chicago is not. Going back to something Chris was trying to say a few weeks ago, and at the time I didn't fully understand, but since have come to fully understand. I also, I just worry, Parker, I mean, he's played every, well, he missed the one game. Our defensive line does not rotate at all. Except in your imagination. Why are you rotating him out? Can you enlighten us? Mainly to save him for Tuesday. Okay. Is there maybe some analysis you did of Dallas's attacking formation that would make you think Parker? Of course not. But oh. he also, like, he and Nowitzki maybe coming off of not their best games. Give him, give him another extra day of rest. I, I will agree that it was not Parker's best game. It's still a fine game. It's still a fine game. I'm still sad, actually. Is there any consolation from the fact that Zuperich got a simulation fine from the MLS? No. Okay. Because they still lost. And I think the Cardinals have lost every single game since that. Uh, so, no, my life is pure misery. I do think it's a cool thing. Mostly, I think, the MLS rules that are alternative to the way soccer works in the rest of the world are ridiculous. But I do like the going back and calling out floppers. I think we would also all like the run-up penalty kick, right? Yes, definitely that. Definitely need to bring that back. Blom was back in practice, apparently, according to Tom Timmerman. I didn't catch that. No, no, no. I saw photos of him on the city app. He was definitely I did too. in practice. Yeah. He was yeah. he was laughing with someone else who I, I don't I don't know. I don't remember who he was laughing with. All right. Well, I challenge you guys to go down, watch practice, see if you can pick everybody out. There's a lot of people out there. Om looks a little bit like a thinner, maybe like thinner in the faced Alan Tudyk at the act. Ooh, Alan yes. Tudyk. Yeah, yes. He's got an Alan Tudyk vibe to him. And then... A little more handsome. This is a bit of a stretch, but Nelson, and I don't even know if we're talking about Nelson anymore, but Nelson reminds <laughs> well, I think me never vaguely... Were, but... you... Okay, never mind. No, no, he's on, he's on, he played for <laughs> FC Dallas. Sorry. We're talking okay. about practice. We're talking about practice, y'all. Who does Nelson <laughs> remind you of? Guy Pierce. Uh, not familiar. Yeah, so I don't... I don't. Can you guys tell me who this is? That uh, Who's that? I think it's Vasilev. Uh, Nerwinski. That's Nerwinski. That's Nerwinski. Uh, the uh, caption says Blom and St. Louis City SC. Nerwinski. That's all getting cut. <laughs> the past the past ten minutes. Should we might. honestly? Should we start over? We might no, need don't to. Have, yeah. Don't have time. This is this is quality vibes. We're running out of tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the report back from uh, my nephew. He does know what watching the tape is. So a report back from my niece. We need to cover defensive numbering. So uh, Chris, a one and a two or a two and a three. Excuse me. Um, it's a great question, Phil. Um, or is it? I actually don't even know. So two of these are your like your wing backs. Two are your center backs. I believe one is the traditional goalie. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. So is it like two and five are the wing backs? It's a little tricky. 
No, two and two and two and three are right and left back. That doesn't really apply to modern soccer anyway. Yeah, you should read the book Inverting the Pyramid, Phil. Yeah, no, I have. All right, with my nieces and nephews' questions answered, let's talk about Dallas. Actually, before we move on, I would like to let our listener in Singapore know that we're very curious who you are. So if you could just drop us a line at STL City Press on Twitter, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear an explanation of your yeah, listenership. That's really what it is. Um, actually, and for our Scottish listener as well. Look, bots and IP geo location issues. Dallas coming up. They're sitting at fourth on the table, in the table, about amongst the, table. the table. I think it's amongst the table. They're in fourth in any case. Um, behind us, the past few games, they've been missing their star forward, Alan Velasco. See, they're Dallas Danger Man. He is. Seven million dollar four year contract. How many goals has he scored this year? He has scored two goals. Jesus Ferreira has scored five goals, and Ooh. the whole whole team has scored an additional five goals. Drew, I believe you watched them play Minnesota. Can you tell us about that? I watched the Dallas away at Minnesota. It was I learned a lot more about Minnesota, who we've already played next to nothing about Dallas. It was a terrible nil-nil snooze fest. It was uh, awful. Basically, Dallas should have had their defender. Hold on. Pronunciation is important. Uh, John Ibiaga. Or no, that, his name isn't John. <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian Ibiaga. <laughs> Sebastian Ibiaga. Sebastian Ibiaga should have been sent off for basically there was a through ball play. He pulled the attacker shirt back. I believe it was Mender Garcia was the substitute striker and basically pulled his shirt. It was outside the box, but it was a, it was clearly a goal scoring opportunity, which Taylor Twelman refers to as dog. So, which is an acronym. Can you tell us what that means? Denial of denial of goal scoring opportunity. It's like, he said it. it's an acronym that everyone knows. Apparently it sounded painful. It sounded like a buzzword. Someone says at a, at a corporate staff meeting, but in any case, what? Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I watched like 30 minutes of that game and got bored as hell because it was not a great game. But I did come away a little worried because Dallas was playing. I don't know if you'd call it like a low block or if they were just parking the bus or God only knows what they were doing. But they were playing a style where they had like everyone behind the ball. It worries me because we don't do well when we're put in the position of having to control the ball and try and break through what I'll call a low block, even though I don't know what I'm talking well, about. Well, they, they, yeah, they were definitely, they were parking the bus. Minnesota looked a lot better, you know, way better than when, even when we were playing them. Robin Lod, who is Finnish winger and, um, and our boy Fragapane, who came on as a substitute, especially Robin Lod looked very dangerous. Dallas, you know, pack the defense, but they were away. And I feel like what they'll do at home could be. So it's not actually clear. Velasco was on a knee injury for that game, but could potentially be back. I don't know. From what I was reading, it seems unlikely, but possible. Was he amongst a knee injury? By the way, breaking news, my Twitter just told me, post from, from Blum saying, back and better than ever, ready to give it my all, muscle arm. I don't think you bring Blum on to start also. I mean, after... That many weeks off, he's going to be in a late sub role. Um, 
I think it's going to be a potentially challenging game for us, but that's because I'm feeling depressed about the team right now. It is going to be challenging because I do think they do play that style, that low block style, which we have notoriously not done well against. And I think every team is going to start playing that against us to some degree. Yes. And I think we need and are becoming more aware of that. And I also think uh, I think people are I think the team is going to be unhappy with their performance in the last game. I hope so. And I think this team plays better when they're angry. Also, I, I believe that we shouldn't be making snap judgments about players who had a had a bad game. They'll probably have other bad games, but it doesn't mean that our our players should all be benched or all useless because they had one bad game. You know, and Chris, I didn't hear you mention that I wasn't on the pod directly after the game, but I, I, there, I don't know who it was, but they're not pointing fingers, but there was some, maybe some slight criticism of our boy Rasmus Alm. And I would like to say that maybe he didn't have a great game, but he got the hockey assist on the goal. And it was a really nice through ball. He's hitting triangle. Can we clarify this term hockey assist? I've heard it several times in the last week. I think I know what it means, but our listeners might not. He got the, he, he did the through ball or the pass to, Ostrak, who pulled it back for Celio. Or Celio. So in hockey, the last two players get the assist, whereas in soccer, traditionally only the penultimate touch. Not in American soccer. This is a stat that is tracked on the MLSsoccer.com this website. Is, it's, a, it's a stat that the city Do they call have, it hockey assist they do on not. the MLS website, Chris? They call it second assist. And the city app made sure to point that out. You know, because they can talk about a loss and and really make it sound like we we're triumphant victors. That's literally somebody's job on their payroll. Chris, do we have anything else from the analytics that you've been digging into? I'm glad you asked. Yes, I do indeed have some interesting statistics. Dallas are leading the league by a significant margin in touches in their own penalty area and defensive third touches in general, which means they're handling the ball a lot in their, you know, close to their goal, which I guess is good from a pressing standpoint, uh, but also may be a result of them playing fairly defensively. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd rather not analyze these stats. I'd rather just throw them at you. Another one is that Dallas are tied for second in the league at through passes completed. So they like to play in behind the lines with a pass, uh, which I think is a lot of... Jesus Ferreira running into a, a through ball. So something to look out for for us. And on the other side, some St. Louis stats. We are leading the league in tackles attempted. Tackles won, but not tackles one percentage. We are actually quite low on tackles one percentage, um, which is an interesting thing. As well as other defensive categories like blocks and whatnot. We have a lot of blocks. We have a lot of these collected defensive stats, which I guess might have come in the last couple of games when we've been under a lot of pressure. All right, that's all I got. Chris, how many crosses did we have in the last game? I think it's way too many. And I saw the number somewhere, and it felt really high. That's why I asked. Those crosses were rough. The pass into the box and then the pullback which resulted in the goal was the only good offensive move. Let's the talk cross, about style aimless, for a cro- aimless crosses to nobody were pointless. We didn't have a target man. Why were we trying to cross it in the box? There's no one there. 
Style, Chris. Tell us what you're Let's thinking. Let's talk about style. Let's look at the the way we scored and break that down. Yes, there there was whatever led up to it. We got to the corner of the box. The numbers were there. It was sort of like, I don't know, the basketball equivalent would be half-court offense as, a, as opposed to a fast break, right? So we're all there. Alm takes a moment, looks up. Ostrock runs in behind. And that's something we don't get nearly enough of, is players taking the initiative to run off the ball. Uh, I think Nico Joachini is not doing enough running off the ball. And that's bothered me, I think, from the start of the season. He loves to check to the ball and get involved with Klaus. Who wouldn't want to get involved with Klaus? Fair enough. It worked when Alm was there because Alm would do some of that. But uh, he's not doing the the off the ball work to unlock the defense. And that just lets them sort of swarm and get in position. And I don't know if we have someone. I think Celio is a person who can do that work. I see that Ostrock can do that sort of off the ball running and unlock defense, especially when they're in a low block or their their defenses are set. So that's what I want to see more of this game. And I think maybe Joe Akini's game isn't built around that. And the coach needs to talk to him about that if we're going to be facing, and it seems likely, these teams who set up against us very defensively or at least uh, in a low block or we don't even know what we're talking about. That's my thought. What do you see as our attackers for the upcoming game, Pat threw out there some nonsense, but uh, hold on, hold on. I think my attackers, I think Nico, Celio, and Ostrak, I think having those three start my midfield is ridiculous. That was my midfield and defense, those were those were wild cards. I'm just throwing it out there. When it happens, you're all going to come back to me. But I do think having Nico, Celio, and Ostrak starting is a more than legitimate actual lineup that's fair chris who do you want to see up there i I have a question for patrick first are you going to run nico out in the same role that he played in the first game or the next game what are you going to change you put nico out left celio up with him and ostrock it maybe it's more of a four three one two maybe it's more of a four three three Depends on Ostrak, I think. Ostrak? You're giving him a free roll. Giving Ostrak a free roll. Yes. Let him let him cook. Sort of behind the, the two strikers? Yes, with the freedom to, to move up. I like this, but there's no Alm. That's the problem. I took him out because I heard he was injured. He missed a practice. We don't we don't know. I found it, guys. I found it. I told you about the cross statistic. Okay. Let's hear it. How many? All right. Ready? How many did Portland have last game? 18. Seven. How many crosses did we have in our game against Cincinnati where we scored five goals? Five. 11. How many crosses did we have against Portland where we scored the one goal? 23 crosses. 23 crosses, one shot on goal. So something weird is happening if we're getting 23 crosses and one shot on goal. Yeah, we have 23 crosses like right into their defense who's just sitting there in the middle of the box. Right, that's all I'm saying. Like we need to change, like too many crosses. That goes to what Chris was saying, how Nico isn't able to break free the defense by working off the ball. But we saw the the Ostrock run that did work. So we've got... Individual moments of brilliance can always overcome anything. No, but we've... 
we know the pattern. We should build our game around those individual you know, things. We should set up to get individual moments of brilliance out of our players. <laughs> yes. We should practice I mean, those in training. <laughs> I, I feel like that's actually what we were relying on a lot early in the season with Klaus and individual moments of brilliance. Klaus probably not back yet. Uh, Maybe a late game substitute comes in, scores the winner, winning hat trick. Patrick thinks we're saving him for Tuesday. We'll see. I don't know if we're saving him for Tuesday. I don't think he plays Saturday. He's got to get back up to speed. Given given the original timeline, he could potentially be available for Tuesday. So then do you use him on Tuesday? Plus, he seems like he's got the kind of body that you want to be careful with bringing him back. Maybe just sub him in on Tuesday. Do you make any, I don't know, do you make any subs Saturday? Are you intending? I also think you come out with an aggressive lineup, whereas on the road, we've kind of played the first half to a draw, I think is kind of our strategy against like Salt Lake and Seattle. Uh, Statistically on the road in Texas, we've done well this year, right? I believe 100% of victories. So, I mean, that's that's a solid stat. We are undefeated. Undefeated in the state of Texas. Phil, does that track? You went to business school. Not how statistics work. But, you know, sports. All right. So Alm apparently did not practice again today. Questionable for Saturday. Baum questionable for Saturday. Klaus out for Saturday. Oh, just they're calling him out for Saturday. Yes. On the the Dallas side, maybe missing Velasco. All right. Anything else before we get to score predictions? Do we want to talk about the the news about a famous guy? Ah, Lionel Messi. Do we think he's more likely to come to the MLS after the... Things of, that have happened this week? So what happened this week is I think the catalyst for this was his, he decided that he wasn't going to resign with PSG. I think that was already known, not publicly. So he's not going to stay in Paris. But then he had planned a trip as part of his responsibilities as an ambassador for the Saudi World Cup bid in 2030. Can we call them responsibilities at that point? Well, it's his. He signed a contract. It's they're his responsibilities. It's ironic that his own home country of Argentina is a rival to the bid that he will be presenting for for Saudi Arabia for twenty three. But in any case, he had this on the books. However, the PSG lost against Lorient in the league, embarrassingly, three to one. And so the owners or whoever uh, did not then changed their mind and denied his trip. Said he had to be in training, but of course he went anyway. And posed for some, you know, glamour shots, people in Saudi Arabia and talked about how, how great it is, how he, when he thinks of Saudi Arabia, he thinks of forests, which seems a little weird. And then forests of sand and then came back. Not what I generally associate, but that's okay. I've never been there before. Then when he got back to Paris, he was suspended for two weeks without pay, which seems a little petty, Uh, uh, but whatever. I mean, he did break the rules. And essentially, so essentially the, the, the return to Paris has blown up. Uh, so I would say that the MLS definitely has a greater chance than it did before with PSG out. But I do think Messi, and he's, he's certainly a wonderful player. And I don't mean to insult him too much, but he's a to- definitely a total shill. I mean, how much how much money do you need? I feel like he's... He, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm Jack Nicholson and he, he's John Houston in the film Chinatown. I'm like, how much better can you eat? How much more do you need? But anyway, I think he might go to Al Hilal in Saudi Arabia for the three, 
ridiculous sum of $350 million. I think he ends up back at Barca. Or that. I mean, if they, they, might, they might not they might I, not be able to pull it off. So there's definitely a chance. A I think they'll sell players to pull it off. A non-zero chance of, of Inter-Miami because, let's face it, the MLS will break the rules when it comes to getting messy like they did with Beckham because they offered him basically to buy a franchise, which he, he bought Inter-Miami, at a low sum and the designated player rule was instituted so he could they could pay his transfer fee. So they'll definitely bend over backwards to get Messi, but uh, who knows? I think he's, it's likely that he'll go to Barcelona if they can pull it off, and if not, he'll just take the gigantic payday in Saudi Arabia. Chris, speaking of La Liga, that was not a pretty game. Raya losing to Elche. Who are relegated. Only Elche's, Elche's third win of the season. Yeah, they are, they are going down. But they're taking Rayo, I guess, down a peg. All right, enough with this international business. No, no, I would like to ask the listeners to thoughts and prayers to Sheffield Wednesday who are entering the League One playoffs. Really want to see them get promoted. Absolutely. Go Owls. Predictions? Let's uh, get to predictions. Uh, who are we starting with this week? I guess we're starting with Drew. Bring it to us. I think uh, this is Nico Giochini taking the win. I'm going to go 1-0. Man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Uh, I really am not feeling this game, uh, so I'm going to say 3-2 Sydney. I think it's what do you mean be, you're not feeling I'm, it? I think we're going to stumble our way to a victory in spite of ourselves, in spite of our lack of personnel and key pieces missing, and in spite of, dare I say, some questionable substitutions late in the game. But I think we're going to get uh, a late winner, and uh, we're going to take the three points back home that's a lot to tee up for the after pod i think we can all agree yeah. the after pods are better than the pre-pods any objections i object listeners let us know at stl city press on twitter there will be about 10 polls for you to vote in later <laughs> patrick stark what's your score prediction uh i'm gonna go uh with a 2-1 city victory nathan alley well, my 8-8 prediction last week almost came true and then completely didn't. Right. Um, I was going to say 2-1, but that's been taken. 1-1 draw. Yeah, I'm sorry to sorry to end it like this. I'm going 2-2 draw. Well, you just killed uh, the Lions. Usually when Phil and I both predict a draw, we have a, a don't nice Don't say it little, out loud. Oh, yep. We do need to do like a an episode unpacking the the magic and mysticism and the interconnectivity of all of our weird superstitious beliefs yes we need like a do we have a a, a pod wiki where we can keep track of these sorts of things you know <laughs> i think the fans should really be doing that oh for us oh my god you are so thirsty for adulation <laughs> <laughs> i have a very strict regiment involving the clothes i wear and the beer i drink I always wear my scarf alone in my room. The home games that we have lost have been the home games that Helen has not gone to. So there you go. Come on, Helen. This is a small sample size. There have only been two games that we have lost at home. We've already covered, Drew, in sports, statistics work differently. Yes. All right. We will see if any of those score predictions come true on Saturday. We will talk about it after the game. Gentlemen, I'm excited to watch. Me too. Likewise. And I go city. Go city. Talk to you then. I'm going to go take some Tylenol for my back. Viewers, let us know at, at STL City Press on Twitter how the vibes are.